Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Wherever you are, welcome to the episode of Sheologian. We are here today to put the her in virtue. <laughs> it has a er sound. It you did get it. Virtue. Mm-hmm. Virtue. You're welcome. <laughs> Hi. We're making it work over here. <laughs> my name is Summer Yeager, and I am here with my beautiful co-host Joy. Who? <laughs> Looks around to find something <laughs> out about. Enjoys white cheddar popcorn. But my question is, do you enjoy it as much as I do? Because my favorite thing about it is that it's real. <laughs> you guys know how on the boom chicka pop bags it has like all those things on the back. It has little facts. It's like non-GMO, kosher dairy. Whole grain. But then one of them is it say always <laughs> real. Always real. It never lies. It's not a figment of your imagination. You are actually eating. Don't worry. It's always real. It's a real thing that's really happening. <laughs> I went to the, a movie theater in Vegas and I was like, okay, I am going to eat a ton of popcorn. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I asked the lady, I was like, do you guys have, you know, like seasonings for them? Because I love. You like the seasonings. I love. Parmesan on my popcorn. I like I like that. I'm into okay. that. It makes me very happy. I would rather have that instead of butter. Okay. Like that's how I feel about it. And this little chick looked at me like I was I mean, you'd think I was Mariah Carey asking for a foot rub. Like <laughs> she was not impressed that I had such a high maintenance request. And she was like, Yeah, sure, there's some salt packets over there. <laughs> What movie theater did you go to? I mean, Vegas is a weird place. It's just weird. And they didn't. They did. They did not have seasonings, and they did have salt packets. But she was most not. places have seasonings now. I know. She just did not approve of my desire. And I like jalapenos on my movie popcorn. Oh yeah, all the things. So good. All the things on it. That's what I want. You kind of like pour them in there yeah and then you like shake it up so that like the juice kind of gets all over the popcorn what kind of peasant just eats plain popcorn (laughs) (laughs) i mean in the defense of movie theater popcorn though it's just pretty dang good no matter what no yeah i mean you can just go to harkins and like buy a bag of it now really Mm -hmm. and walk out and leave yeah that's kind of weird they would, don't. You don't even owe them anything. That would depress me. I'm in a movie theater and I'm not seeing a movie. I don't know though. Sometimes when I see a movie, I'm more depressed. <laughs> Depends on the movie. The state of movies, the, like movie theater <laughs> movies these days. It's like, uh-huh. yeah. I am gonna. I see, mean, they're still playing some good ones. I'm gonna see Avengers soon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I gonna say I'm here with, right, with my beautiful <laughs> co-host Summer, and she's gonna see. She's jumping on the wagon. I am. Which I don't even know when this episode is going to come out. A long time from now. So. <laughs> s- 
<laughs> Summer is seeing. I've seen it by the time you've right. heard this. Yeah, like for several <laughs> weeks she's seen it. <laughs> the Avengers. Yeah. We did. We bought our tickets. Are they claiming it's the last one? Why is everyone freaking out? It is the last Avengers movie. It's not the last Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet no, it is. It is. Well, now that they have a whole new cast to make right. individual movies with. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't need an event, the Avengers anymore. Yeah, there'll be another standalone Marvel movie before the end of the year. Yeah. Like, they're not done, but the Avengers franchise, like, with that huge, like, all of the official Avengers and whatever, that's done. Yeah. So. I was saying it's because the entire cast is like, look, I'm, I want to eat I'm a piece 65. of cake. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually stressing out the other night. I was thinking, like, Robert Downey Jr., like, He's probably my dad's age. He's got to be so sick of defending the world by now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just thinking like they're living their best. They're they're healthy. They're attractive people. And they're like, yeah. I'm tired of eating 1000 calories a day and working out for seven hours. I'm tired of that. My contract is coming to an end. Right. Well, I'm like, wasn't Scarlett Johansson pregnant for some yeah, of the movies? I think so. She has a standalone film coming. Actually, it might be her film that's before that. I don't know. But nobody cares. You guys can Google all of this. We're not giving you any information. <laughs> well, and we're giving it to you like several weeks after the movie came out. <laughs> and we're annoyed by it. I'm just happy, you know, doing the, the cross. There's going to be like six more Marvel movies to come out by the time they even hear this. <laughs> Endgame came out today and they'll have five more Avengers movies by the time they hear this episode i really enjoyed our crossover episodes and talking about weird things but i'm glad it's just me and you right Right. now this is so nice there are people that are like oh there was like no chatting on the alien episodes i loved it i missed all the chatting what's with the chatting sometimes people ask me well who do you have coming on your show and i'm like i already have the one person on the show (laughs) that i want to talk to so stop bothering me about guests <laughs> we so do sad? get some pretty good guests i mean but... we have great guests but i'm never like oh man i wish there was someone interesting to talk to on the right. show i'm already happy with the lineup well and <laughs> we just have a bit like we we do this show pretty limited amount of times a month right and so it's hard to always get people on be like, oh, you want to be on our show? Well, here are your two options. <laughs> I should work on that, though. I really should. <laughs> well, I think you told me we have some good people look, uh, coming up that I know. people can look forward to. I mean, it's I'm just, not going to tell you guys who they no, are. but It's just at the point now where people like have to ask me to come on the show <laughs> because I'm not looking ever. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Maybe I should try harder. I don't know. I'm just happy. I'm like, well, actually, I want to talk about this topic. And the person I want to talk to about it is, is Joy. Right. And then we're just <laughs> already here. And and it just is what it is. But anyway. Right. Um, yeah. So, oh, will we know the gender of your baby by the time this episode comes out? Yes. This is like 12 years in the future. Yeah. I'm finding out in the next few days. I'm so And excited. then we'll actually announce later. I can't like wait. a week later. I actually can't even think. Oh, about by the time it. this comes out, I'll probably be back from Oklahoma, <laughs> which is where I'm going to reveal the gender of the baby. Right. I can't wait. That's just 
I just always said that since I was young. There's not even anyone in Oklahoma. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I was just always like, family in Oklahoma I'm now. going to Oklahoma <laughs> to talk about this. <laughs> it just seems open to wanting That's... to hear this from me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I... Matthew has family there. Right. Um, and I'm super excited to go out there. I think they're super excited to see us too. Yeah. And I've only really ever, I've like stayed the night in Oklahoma city a few times, but why? Um, we were just driving, driving through, through to Illinois. That's a state I've never been to, but it'll be fun to yeah walk around outside. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for you mm-hmm. <laughs> hang out outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're like, I'll be inside I'll while be you inside. do that. It's going to be 105 degrees any minute now where we are at. So I know. I mean, literally any minute now. It's like. It could be right now for all I know. I've been inside for a long time. Right now it's 99. Oh, no, it's 100 degrees. Yeah. Here in Tempe. No big deal. And sunny. (laughs) Always sunny. Yep. In Phoenix. Like, I don't think there's going to be a break from the sun anytime soon. No. Vegas is cooler than Phoenix. Right. They don't. Because the elevation's a little bit higher, right? Yeah, it is. It's higher. People are always like, it's the same. And I'm like, it's not. Anyway. <laughs> so, now that we but all... But it is hot. It's it's hot because of all the sin that happens there. <laughs> you can feel the hellfires. I, I did. I didn't get to tell you guys when we did our crossover episodes with Coltish, but when I found out, I didn't know that Area 51 was like just north of Las Vegas. When my husband told me, I was like, can we go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, you will get shot. You can go you may to not. an extent. You may not to go. You can stand <laughs> far away from it yeah. and sort of squint. <laughs> but, but other than that, you're gonna come someone home to your can gesture their hand in sort of a sweeping motion and go, there's Area 51. <laughs> and you can't see anything. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought that was so cool. But um. I don't even remember what I was going to say now. I'm so tired. Um, oh, I have a short I have a short story idea, finally. <laughs> remember when we were oh, going to do that? Uh-huh. And that was last November? Yeah. Um, I'm going to do it. Okay. And I'm, I'm saying it out loud now for the accountability. I expect to be Ooh, bothered. maybe I should re- say something out loud for accountability, because I was thinking about writing something, too. Yeah. Well, I never did it. I had my idea, and then... I the longer I had it the less I liked it and I just never did it and I'm like okay I need to be accountable and actually do this thing so let's see I'm gonna bring it the next time I come down okay so I I have like three weeks yeah to do it and I'm gonna hand it to you it'll be on paper oh printed paper and I'm gonna hand it off okay to you Gotcha. <laughs> That's it. It'll be done. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. <sighs> Don't get too excited. But I have a fun idea. Because <laughs> okay. you might come and be like, I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's that. Um, okay. So today's topic was my idea. Um, and I don't even remember how I framed this to you when I mentioned it. But <clears throat> I just had this idea that... I remember asking you last fall, like, what do you think a issue in evangelicalism is going to be like the, the big issue facing evangelicalism? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you and I had wildly divergent answers, but your answer um, was just a lack of critical thinking, <laughs> which seems like a really human problem. Right. Um, but I had this thought. That, but it shouldn't exist as much in the church as it does. Right. Right. But I had this thought because I do engage a lot on the internet and just with people in general on ideology and philosophy and stuff like that. I had this thought about how there is a lack of critical thinking that like leads people to interact as though if you think like, let's say you had an idea mm-hmm. and I thought, and you told me about your idea and I was like, this is a garbage idea. <laughs> <laughs> This idea is trash. Sounds like something you'd say. (laughs) (laughs) This idea is garbage. Um, It seems as though a lot of times people, like if they heard that, they would be like, oh my gosh, Summer thinks joy is garbage. Like there's this transference of someone's idea to their person. Right. And the value of their person. Mm-hmm. I think this happens easily on social media because social media is an idea space. Like it's really a place where you post ideas. Right. Um, but people confuse ideas with their person, like their identity. Like you'll hear the trans community talking about, oh, you know, if somebody doesn't agree that a man can become a woman, you're trying to erase them. Right. Like there's this. Well, because how you think what you think and how you feel is your identity right largely today right. in the world and unfortunately within the church as in well in the church yeah. yeah and so it's becoming harder and harder to engage ideas critically and thoughtfully without it becoming just a i think sometimes just a slander fest um right. i said something And I had all these people just slandering me about it, but it was like, I didn't even know how to respond because it's like, I'm not saying the thing that you think I'm saying. Right. But the reason you think I'm saying that thing is because you confuse ideas with person. In order to engage with you right now, I would have to like explain to you this very fundamental thing that at one point you would have known. Right. But now we cannot (laughs) know in our society for whatever reason. Right. And so I've been trying to think through how, what is, what is this really from? And strangely go with me here. I really think it's a form of virtue signaling and virtue signaling is just practicing your righteousness before others so that you can be seen. Right. Um, which is, you know, what Jesus said not to do in Matthew six, right? Beware of practicing righteousness before others in order to be seen. Um, the church and the world do it. Yes. Um, but it really is so easy to signal through social media with just the click of a button, how virtuous and righteous you are and how right you are and how good you are. And I think we need to be aware of it. But a lot of times, like because social media really is just a space for ideas, it's where you post your ideas. It's where you post your thoughts. You have to post them rightly and make sure you look right. And that is why I think a lot of times there's a confusion between person and ideas because people want to be virtuous. People want to look righteous. 
-hmm. And so you can do that. You can appear righteous and appear virtuous just by posting the right things. Right. But a lot of times in critical, in critical thought, which should be Christian thought, let's say an idea, they'll say you have an idea. Well, ideas don't just show up out of thin air. It's not like you're, I'm sitting here and this chair next to me just appeared and I don't get to question it. Like, why did the, why did this chair appear? Where did this chair come from? Why should I believe this chair is a chair? Like it just showed up people. And, and the thing with ideas and people is a lot of times they have these ideas that just show up and they seem good and they seem righteous. And that chair seems like a chair, right? but they're not uh, evaluating it. They're just, Oh, the chair looks good. The idea yeah. sounds good, so it must be good. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, no, no. You Every thought we have, we should be willing to critically assess it and go, where did this come from? Is this a good idea? Should, is this a bad idea? Should this idea be thrown out? Should this idea be edited? Is it consistent? Is it a consistent did idea? I just, did I just think like, did it just sound cool in my head when I thought it? Right. You know? With, but without critically examining it, like all I can say is what it looks like. So that's what I'm saying is it's like everybody just is looking at what things look like and not what they really are. Right. Like there's this difference between me just looking at this chair that showed up and being like, oh, that's a cool chair. And me going, okay, there's a chair. I needed a chair. But how did this chair get here? Does the chair have four legs? Is the chair sturdy? Should I use this chair? Should I get rid of this chair? Is this an alien chair? What is kind it of always chair is real? This? Right. It's like the popcorn? <laughs> is it always real? Um, I don't know Does if that's the like the best like, like allegory, but I'm just saying um, this, this blur between thinking and feeling, I think a lot of times has to do with the, our need to appear virtuous, our need, our need to look... Um, righteous in front of other people and it affects the way that we dialogue And it, but worse than that it affects the way that we think Um, so I think a lot of times instead of actually being virtuous and being righteous which sometimes does not look <laughs> on the surface quickly right. as virtue or righteousness it's like well we, especially now many right. times there's a lot of things currently that are virtuous that most people interpret to be hatred. Right. Right. Like the erasing of the the trans community. Right. It's like, no, no, no. I'm not. The virtuous thing to do when it comes to something like the trans community is to love them and tell them the truth. Right. Um, it wouldn't be loving to just be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, sure, you're a man. And just leave them right. with that. But also you speaking the truth is not the same as you saying I hate trans people. Right. This and this, like there is a, there is a disconnect. And obviously that just kind of follows a narrative, like a narrative that was created by the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Um, and even that is, that's built off of virtue signaling. Right. Like it's built off of a group of individuals saying like, I, I I embrace people of all different kinds of people. Right. All different kinds of belief. I'm loving. You don't. I'm, I'm the, right. Exactly. Like the, <laughs> it's already stacked against you. Right. Um, 
And so I don't know. I just feel like I feel like Christians, because we want the approval of men, because we want to seem like the most virtuous Christian, because we want to seem like the most righteous Christian, we've lost the ability to say, to actually speak truth and love. And I think that we are, we are so afraid of not being approved of by the world that we're willing to look like them in a lot of instances right because it does it is a lot of hard work to actually it's harder to say a hard thing and still be loving than it is to just look loving like right. one of those is hard and, and one of those is easy um, and so it's just something I'm thinking about a lot and I also think we need to just be able to separate a person's ideas from how we decide who they are as a person. Because I've thought all the time, there's so many people I disagree with and they say things that are just either stupid or evil. But then I can see how if we just ran into each other or we were in a group of friends, we'd probably really get along. Right. Or certainly you wouldn't be hateful towards them. Right. Or... Uh, you may your the conversation you have may not even be about the time you disagreed with their idea <laughs> right like we would have other things in common or other shared interests but it's like it's so hard for us to think about our ideological enemies as whole persons that aren't just this thing we disagree with you know and it's like as christians we should absolutely hate what is evil and love what is good and so there are a lot of people in the world that love what is evil, uh, but that doesn't mean that we should hate them. Does that make sense? Like, it doesn't mean um, that we should we should be guilty of thinking of ideas as people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, if there's somebody out there who is saying what God calls evil is good, um, I am totally willing to call them out on it and be like, this isn't true. Here's, here's what the truth right. is. But that doesn't mean that I have to hate that person. Yeah. And that's, that's the piece that I feel like is missing in our dialogue is it's like, yeah, you're totally wrong on this. This is not okay. We cannot call evil good and good evil. You know, you need to repent of that or however, <laughs> whatever the conversation mm -hmm. needs to be. But that doesn't mean that like, I wouldn't also go, grab pizza with this person right do you know what i mean yeah well i think it gets difficult because especially with online interaction you have so many people who are not in the conversation that are in the conversation sure and like you mentioned with virtue signaling you don't just have one person saying their thing that was wrong or evil or whatever and then you right kind of correcting it or speaking against it right you have a bunch of other people that just feel this is something i can't totally relate to also i know because it's none of your business yeah <laughs> and and people who just feel compelled it's like they can't stop giving their opinion on <laughs> right. how you acted or what you said or right. how you were wrong or how you were right right um, and it's just it's just so interesting to me that so many people uh, like 
it's not just one person thinking uncritically. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people thinking uncritically. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like the chaos of it is a representation of how uncritical it is. Like right. <laughs> uncritically thinking it is like it, it's one thing. And of course I'm not going to look into the motives of every single person who interacts on a, on a Twitter thread or on your Facebook comments or whatever. Right. Because there's plenty of people that are being critically minded. That's right. totally fine. Um, but there's so many people that just jump in and it's like, Oh, I found this thing that I need to be a part of. Right. Um, and I think people could benefit like people who just a great example People who comment on something before reading the other oh, comments to see if I cannot their perspective has already been addressed. I cannot. <laughs> it's almost like there is a like I am I'm entitled right. to my right opinion on this and I'm entitled right to get to let you know what it is. Right. To the point where I don't have to think about it. Right. I don't like that's not a part of this. Right. I don't have to like actually consider if what I have to offer is is worthy of bringing it to the table. Right. Have I been fair? Have I been right. clear minded? I just get to. Right. But we could even do this in the church, especially, you know, I'm thinking about situations where it's like you're trying to build community, but, you know, this person over here like has this terrible idea that you disagree with and it gets in the way of you being able to see that person as a person that's in your church that you should be serving and is your brother or sister in Christ. But it's like, right. well, it's like we've all become ideologues. Like we're all going around like, you know, I can never be close to this person because they just are way too much against vaccines or something, you know? Right. And it's like, this is not... It's not healthy in the church. It's not healthy interactions with the world. It's not healthy on social media. It's just not, it's not healthy. And I haven't really fleshed out everything I am thinking about it. It's just something I keep seeing over and over. And I think it does cause a lot of undue feelings of offense um, that we could be saving ourselves and our personal, (laughs) personal lives and, um, any other area honestly but it's like I think it really does come down to a need that we all have to be righteous we all have a need to be made righteous Um, and when we look for it through the approval of men we're doing something very unhealthy that's really my entire thought (laughs) no that's true and it's easy to do it's super easy to do each and every one of us could potentially have three to four platforms in which to give our opinion right constantly right and to confuse people for opinions right Right. to burn bridges to be evil and hateful right so what's the antidote to that i think it would just be faith right like having faith that you're justified through christ's righteousness not your own right and your job isn't to appear righteous we should avoid the appearance of evil but that doesn't mean we are should make it our business to always appear righteous before men. Like I think our call is to put our faith and trust in Christ and be obedient to him. Yeah. Like an obedience to God is not going to look like somebody who is standing on the street corners being gloomy, letting everyone know they're fasting right. and praying. Um, well, and that's the tricky part, right? Because um, 
righteousness and avoiding the appearance of evil in this instance don't just mean don't post on the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's possible to post right. on the internet. Right. Um, and not do it. Right. As a virtue signal. It is. Yes. Um, but it can be hard. Right. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting thought. But we shouldn't be letting it get in the way of fellowship. And if anything, maybe if it does get in the way of your fellowship, um, you should focus on real life fellowship a little bit more than your online fellowship. If you're having right. a hard time um, divorcing people from the ideas they present on uh, social media, you might have a little bit of social media itis where yeah. all the, <laughs> like you literally just think of people <laughs> as their Facebook statuses because right. that's what you know of people. <laughs> right. And um, maybe it would be a good thing to Not interact with some that. real people right. in real life with real popcorn. <laughs> the real the realest <laughs> popcorn <laughs> I don't know I think that's really the big problem is that people nowadays you have friends that you will only ever know through the internet and so you will think of them as this little bubble with their face in it right as opposed to <laughs> real a life li a living person. breathing human <laughs> right um and I think yeah if you went if you went too far if you really thought about it mm-hmm <clears throat> Have you thought to yourself, when's the last Self? time I had a meaningful conversation <laughs> with someone right. in real life? Right. And you can't think of that. <laughs> then maybe that's... I'm not saying that that, like, right. that automatically equates to you virtual virtue signaling or I don't know. We can all just... We could probably all do well to just connect with real life. I mean... More. Just fellowship. I mean, right. it's not, I'm not even going to try to qualify that. I have, I homeschool four kids, so I have like ex existential conversations all day long. Right. <laughs> right. And it's exhausting. Yeah. And great, but also tiring. Right. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all I have. Me too. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. This was just a conversation. It was just a conversation. Have. Yeah. It's just something I've been thinking about. And and again, my thoughts really aren't fleshed out. And I have more to think on on this topic. Um, but something I was thinking about related to that feeling that I have of I have more I need to think through on this is just how I hope that we are all willing to speak and think and grow and not be perfect because even like you know with our feminism episodes the reason we did those again was because we both agreed that we would we wouldn't do them exactly the same as we did them the first time right. so we're like okay we've grown we've spoken more we've learned more we're more practiced let's see what it looks like now i would hope that if we're still podcasting 2 years from now and we decided to do it again for some reason, right. which I'm not saying we are, but I'm saying I, I would hope that they would be different still because right. I would hope that we're we're growing and we're changing and we're learning and we're not staying static. And which so, is a great example of how we're not that idea that right. feminism is poison. That's <laughs> right. not who we are. We right. are actually humans that will have experiences that will change how we think about things. Right. We will be sanctified, which will change how we think about things. Right. 
um, will be more discipled. Right. Which will change how we think about things. Right. And so part of like learning is, is you have to engage with ideas and in a way you have to like attack your own ideas and right. pull them apart and evaluate them and, and look at them from different angles. And, and that's how you grow is that you're not, you're not being an ideologue. You're not just staying the same all the time and never changing and never learning. And it's like, I hope that as we continue to speak that we'll get better at it. Like, I hope this isn't the best I ever am because <laughs> then right. something's wrong, you know? Um, well, I hope that we don't treat um, unbelieving men and women that we're in contact with Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be that way forever. Right. Like that shouldn't be the assumption is that right. they will never change. But see, people get offended at that idea that yeah. we should hope for people to change. But it's like, no, we should all be changing. Right. We should all, if you're a Christian, you should be looking more and more like Jesus. You should be learning. There always. are people that fall, <sighs> that get crazy. There are people that go into full preterism. There are people mm-hmm. that fall into really unfortunate doctrine. Yeah. Um, they they start out solid. Right. And then they fall into unfortunate doctrine. Right. And then they come out of it. Right. Pray for them. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you hope that you, you can't, yeah, you certainly can't just attach like what that was or what, I mean, goodness gracious. I, when I, like, I'm so glad that I'm not just reduced to my ideas because I had some really stupid, yeah, undiscipled ideas when I was 16 years old. Right. And, like, they were not saved ideas. They were right. not biblical ideas. Right. right. And so if I had been active on Facebook back then. Right. And someone still held those things against me. Right. As though I still believed them right. to this day. Right. I don't know. We have to be able to give that grace to people. And we also need to be willing to say that your idea is garbage. Right. I love you, but your idea is garbage. And here's how. And you know what I mean? It's just like, that seems like a lost art. And if you see someone saying that to another person on the internet, you don't need to rush to their defense with an uncritical thought either. Right. Like you're You're a jerk. (laughs) It's like, oh, you added so much to the conversation. It's just lazy. (laughs) It's just, um, it's to me uh, like, and I would almost change my, my, uh, like what is the greatest problem facing the evangelical church? Yeah. Um, I think it's being busybodies. Oh God. Honestly. Yeah. I think I've changed my, (laughs) answer to that you're not allowed to change your position Joy. <laughs> we don't grow here <laughs> um yeah i just think a lot of people are kind of obsessed with just being like whatever's going on in their neighbor's yard oh yeah um oh man and i think it leads to a lot of really uncritical thought the more i'm around little kids the more i appreciate like just how human that is yeah well, and it's, it's almost as though you realize you're like, wow, I'd better train my kids to not do this. Yes. And you have to Instead be of on it all the time. teaching them that this is okay or kind of letting it pass because it's such a human thing. Well, and it's so easy not to deal with it because literally there's like 50 chances an hour right. to, to be like, hey, mind your own business. Right. <laughs> Police yourself yeah. is what I tell my kids. Yeah. Police yourself. 
You don't need to know what everyone's up to. And then the other the other side of that coin is how often I, I have not figured this out. Maybe you can help me. Maybe someone out there can help me. <laughs> but you know those people that just like they get on the internet and they post every single thought they have and they think that every single thought they have needs to be known by everyone. I don't yes. I don't know what condition that is, but it's also very human. And I'm trying to figure out how to teach my kids like you you do not have to tell me every thought that you have. Right. Like I don't need to know every plot point of the movie you just watched. <laughs> I don't need but and and like it's a fine balance because you want your kids to want to talk to you, so you don't want right. to shut them down at every turn, but also I there really is um the idea of like choosing your words carefully, speaking wisely, mm-hmm. listening more than talking. These are all Christian right. ideas that um, we are not born with. Right. <laughs> um, and so how do you lovingly guide your children into um, not needing to run their mouths? Right. <laughs> every, just to fill airtime. Just, just because. Like you mentioned like hubris in the last episode and it's like. I just need to be the one talking all the time. Yeah. No, you don't. (laughs) And it's like, you don't have to fill every second. Right. And you don't have to make every thought known. And, um, but these are very human things. And I think we're seeing on the internet right now, a bunch of kids that didn't learn that. Right. (laughs) In the nineties. Well, yeah, I think that we just think (laughs) of it as like normal. I, I am realizing so much that being a busybody is nor like considered a normal normal. human trait yes and i'm like i just don't know if i buy that (laughs) like i think that's sin and um and we're we all like there's a lot of passes given to it and i'm not even this isn't even like an unnecessarily condemning thing it's just something i've noticed like i i think we should I think we should say like, eh, that's actually really not your business. If right. we would all do well to keep each other accountable in that way. Yeah. You know, um, but I don't, I'm mentioning it just cause I don't think I realized. I, even I didn't realize that it's not just one of those human condition things. Like it's sin. It's a sin problem that right. we have just let go. We have, we've accepted that everyone's just kind of interested in what the other person's doing. And of course, Social media doesn't make it easier no. to, to not be interested in what everyone else is doing. No. Some people have, like, they make a living based off of just what they do every day yes. with their kids or what they're making for dinner or whatever. Yes. But it's kind of interesting. Maybe there's some healthy balance there, but. I'm still, I'm looking for it. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, that's all I had for this week. Cool. Yeah. Um, if you want to keep the mics on and every time you drink out of a tiny water bottle, have you seen all the people sending us pictures of tiny water bottles? Yes. How do you feel about that, Joy? Well, I appreciate that they're sending it because it's <laughs> memorable, which means what I've said has <laughs> stuck in their brain. Uh-huh. And I also know um, <laughs> that many people come into contact with little water bottles not because they want to like their preferences to purchase large cases of them yeah. from Costco yeah but because it's water bottle they tyranny. get them in like if they take an uber sometimes right. your uber driver will give you one sometimes yeah. you get it at the 
like when you get your car fixed or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. But um, it's just just gives you anxiety. I mean, the, and, you know, <laughs> if we're really trying to think critically, they're just posting a picture of it. They're not even giving a statement on it. If they were like, mm, my favorite, then maybe I could have it form an opinion. You guys be more critical when you try to insult joy with your tiny water bottles. <laughs> That's the lesson here today. Okay. And certainly if the option is no water over tiny water bottle, I'd still take no water. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, in a way, the tiny water bottle is just like, do you remember what wonderful cold water tastes like? Well, you can't have any more. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this week. If you want access to early release episodes and Patreon only content, and if you want to keep the mics on, then you can go to patreon.com slash theologians. And um, I don't even know what else to tell you. As always, we're going to be here next week and we'll see you then. See ya. Bye.